You muted? Oh, I said well, I, I was on mute. How do you like them apples? <laughs> Holy cow! What what a way to start a show, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's new episode, of course, of the Xbox Lunch Break Special. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and we have an outstanding show for you today. Uh, we're going to open up. Actually, this this show is going to potentially be known as the controversial show. Um, look. We're going to get into some Halo stuff. Uh, obviously, you've heard my opinions on it, uh, but I want to talk more about who should handle the Halo IP moving forward. I have I have some thoughts. Um, like I said, you know, just for an outlier or for clarification, I have nearly 13 days in this game. Uh, I absolutely think it is the best Halo that has launched in years. Uh, I do do I do give massive credit to three four three Industries that put this together under such um, unbelievable stress. But at the end of the day, uh, when you talk about single player and what was promised, when you talk about multiplayer and what is currently available, it is, uh, it's, it's, they, they didn't deliver folks. They did not deliver. Uh, And uh, that is very unfortunate. It's frustrating as a halo fan to see this franchise treated in the manner it has been treated. I, I, I'm sorry. There's just no other way to put it other than the fact that Master Chief is a flagship title. It needs to be handled with the utmost care and precision as possible, not a Dollar Tree knockoff. That, that is, that, that's not the way you handle the, literally the, the IP that founded the brand. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, folks. I'm going to get a little salty here. Um, you know, I, I said this in the green room, and I will say it live on the air right now. Could you imagine the backlash if Nintendo were to treat Mario this way? Or if they were to treat, uh, let's say, for instance, Sony were to treat uh, Kratos this way. There would be riots in the streets. Now, I understand specifically... Microsoft has a ton of IP, 40 plus new games coming out in the next couple of years. And that's awesome. But you know what's not on that list? It's freaking Halo. How how is how did we get here, ladies and gentlemen? Right. So we're going to get into that. But we're going to get into another topic. Now, uh, when you talk about exclusives or you talk about penciled in uh, locked exclusive by third party developers, there's no bigger uh, culprit than Square Enix. And Square Enix apparently has released a giant turd in the form of uh, Forspoken. Now, like I said in a tweet that I posted, I don't know, maybe about 20 minutes ago, we shouldn't be cheering on this game failing because it's on one platform or the other. I, I, I do dig my heels in the sand for that. I think the real conversation that we're going to have here is the validation, the public validation that's going to come the way of both Eidos Montreal and Crystal Dynamics, who, if you remember, were thrown under a bus by Square Enix time and time again. And this just goes to prove a few things. One, Square Enix is a terrible publisher. Right. But more importantly, they're a terrible developer. We're going to get into that. But we have a special guest joining us today. 
Choose who you've been seeing hanging around. He's also on primetime gaming. Crispy Bomb, what's up, brother? Welcome to the program. You've, you, you come at, at a really good time specifically because there's some Gears news thanks to special Nick of Xbox Ever. How you doing, brother? Oh, it's it's good to be on a, a Gears episode on the Boomstick channel. So, you know, like and subscribe, people. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't know, dude. Like, I think Crystal D and Edios Montreal got the the short end. Oh, 100% they did, yeah. You know, and, and I think, you know, because the quality of game that they, they've put out over their, their, their time, I don't know. They're, they're pretty good. I mean, is it a huge seller? Maybe not, but I don't know. Nobody really ever has something bad to say about the games they make. Yet, you know, Square just sells it to Embracer, and we're just sitting here like, okay, um, that was a bad thing, but all right. And some people are like, oh, this is great. Final Fantasy is going to be even better and everything else. I, I After this, like, Sony, this is Sony. This is Sony. I'm sorry, dude. And, and, and I will stick to that, and we'll get more into it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Sony is, uh, you know, listen, I, look. At the end of the day, Sony's going to be Sony. Uh, they they find themselves in a bit of a pickle. Uh, Dave was talking about that before. Um, this is uh, this is the year that we might see. And again, I, and I said this in the green room, and I do want to reiterate this. Uh, um, Insomniac Games has a monster title in the form of Spider-Man Two coming out at the end of the year that that is going to be delivered i don't think that's going to be delayed i think it's going to be one of the biggest biggest games of the year and the, the fact of the matter is is that they don't miss uh they don't miss insomnia games is just absolutely incredible uh, but at the end of the day if that turns out to be the only game outside of a few third-party uh exclusives sony potentially is going to have a year very similar to what xbox had last year in 2022 um, and uh, Microsoft is is poised to have a year very similar to what Sony had in 2022, but they might even have more than what Sony doled out. And they had four monster uh, first-party games. Again, you know, depending on where you fall, you know, it, it is, you know, Gran Turismo in your wheelhouse. Probably not for a lot of people. It wasn't in for me, um, but you know what? Uh, you know, Horizon, even with its problems that it had, it's a gorgeous-looking game. The Last of Us, uh, apparently, is uh, since the since that was the movie, since the the show came out, has got, sales have gone up two hundred and sixty-three percent, which is not surprising because obviously everybody wants to play the game. Maybe it's get, you know garnering new fans, and uh, of course, God of War. Well, it won a lot of uh, awards. As a matter of fact, uh, we did our Game of the Year award on saturday and god of war won the group game of the year so there you go um but i think that we're going to be uh in for uh, a great show today but more so an even better year for xbox and its fans uh let's welcome in fuzzy uh dave how you feeling brother you know you put out a really 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 good interview today talk about that man (laughs) You call me Fuzzy Dave? No, yeah, <laughs> Fuzzy Dave. <laughs> How do I know that? That's that's well, creepy. Creepy. Well, you know, we get. What's that manscape ad again for you? I'm just, <laughs> just checking. But you know, 
Uh, I'm good, man. I'm doing really good. Excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on 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 your shows, man. You, it's an it's an amazing channel, and I love being here. And uh, I had a great interview uh, released today, and hope everybody gets a chance to check it out because it is really fascinating and very insightful. Uh, a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you'd never get anywhere else from Elaine Gomez Sanchez. She is a developer, uh, game developer, and she is um, awesome. So you want or a designer, you want to definitely want to check her out. Yeah, so, good stuff, awesome. brother. Uh, looking forward to listening to the back end of it. Uh, and uh, love to see the growth on your channel. You do some of the best one-on-one interviews in the business. Thanks, so, buddy. Uh, thanks so much for being here. Uh, Fuzzy Belvedere, brother, how are you feeling? I know you, you're going to have some things to say about <laughs> 343 Industries and more specifically yeah. about Forspoken, oh, uh, which, yeah. again, that's that that's turning out <laughs> to be a giant, uh, not such a great game. Yeah. It's certainly not a great exclusive. And Square Enix, well, they have shown their true colors. They, they definitely have, and it, it, it goes to show sometimes when you put the blame on certain parts of your industry or certain parts of your business, and then you sell those off and you still trip and stumble, it may not have been them that was the problem all along. It may have been you that was the problem, or it, talking about Square Enix that yeah. is being the problem, but man, it's, it's great to be here with you guys. A lot to get into. This is going to be an exciting week, especially come Wednesday, but uh, yes. man, some some. Yeah some big topics to discuss today so let's get to it yeah we uh this is uh this is a week that we hope that uh um embellishes everything that uh we want out of xbox especially in 2023 uh obviously uh primetime gaming is going to have one of the biggest shows of the year so far i know it's early in the year we're still in january but we are expected to have upwards of nearly 15 people on the panel uh, cycling in and out to give their hot take opinions on what was unveiled during the Xbox Bethesda Developers Direct that is happening earlier that afternoon. I will not be covering that show live. I'm going to watch it like a fan. And that evening, because we have primetime gaming at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be covering it with a monster panel of guest appearances uh, from top to bottom. Uh, hey, look who just joined the fray, cr- Crazy Lou. What's going on, brother? How you feeling? Oh, man, I'm feeling great. How is everybody doing today? I hope everybody's doing awesome. Mr. Boom, I'm saying hello, hello from Aruba. I'm right now in Aruba. Good for you, you know? brother. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to, trying to. I'm here for business. But hey, man, happy to be here. Happy to join you guys. Let's take this show on the road. Look at this guy all the way from Aruba, and he's on business. Hmm, what kind of business is what I want to know. But you're, <laughs> you enjoy the hell out of yourself, brother. Listen, real quick, the first super chat of the day comes away. A very good friend of the channel, Jerron TJ, drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, Morning, guys. I hope they farm out a halo to let other people create the story. Oh, and Gerald Mack just drops a very generous very uh, $5 super chat, and he's been a channel member for over a year. Thank you for that. He says, good morning, gentlemen. Always great to be in the building. Shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick for what you do for this community Xbox uh, Xbox order. Uh, thanks so much for that. Mrs. Boom Wave, she's in the background. You just can't see it. <laughs> um, but listen, let's get into Forspoken. Uh, this, is, this is a game that uh, released a demo that wasn't very good. Uh, most people like myself who played it uh, understood that this game uh, was not in good shape, even from the demo. 
uh, and where you started to see some serious issues, folks, is when no one was getting reviews. I mean, even a guy like Skillup, who is, I mean, you know, say what you want about whether you like his content or not. It's, it's top tier, in my opinion. And he didn't get a copy. So when the, you know, when you have people that have million subs um, not getting copy or getting review copies of a game, you know, there's going to be problems. Uh, and guess what, folks? Turns out that it's a big steaming pile of poo. Uh, and that's really what it comes down to. Uh, and like I said, uh, on this channel, I don't know how anyone else is going to handle their business. We don't champion bad titles. We're, we're not going to be Xbox and say, you see, Sony, that's what you get. Because that's what people want to hear. But you're not going to hear that here. I think the real conversation to be had here, the adult conversation to be had here, is the validation of both Eidos Montreal and Square Enix, who at multiple times under the ownership of Square Enix, were thrown under the bus publicly time and time again. Every time an American title, American-based title was released, it would always fall into there. It didn't, re uh, didn't meet our expectations for sales. It didn't meet our expectations for critical review. And it was made to seem, folks... The, like these two studios were to blame. Now I, I got I got a couple of uh, you know uh, smart messages from some people like yeah. Well, what about Avengers? Well, Avengers wasn't a bad game. The, where it, it, the, the game's graphics, the green. The, if you played the single player story, the DLC, especially like the Wakanda DLC, was phenomenal. Where it failed was in a loot loot box type of game. It, it's just it should ne never made. It should never have been that, and that's fine. Um, it failed in uh, cosmetics. You know, I mean, the, the, the cosmetics for the characters were just dumb. Sorry, bad design. And now, who, who is Crystal, Crystal Dynamics, uh, uh, you know, solely responsible? Potentially, but there's some serious issues with making this, uh, you know, a, a gas game when it really should have just been a single-player game. Um Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, say what you want about that game from two years ago. One of the best of the year. Incredible story. James Gunn written, J James Gunn uh, level written material. Um, and uh, graphically, it was beautiful. Uh, Gameplay, fantastic. Uh, and now these two studios are, are under the ownership of Embracer Group, which still breaks my heart. I, I think they should have both been Xbox first party studios. Um, um, Tomb Raider would have been a first-party uh, game, which it should have been, and it's not. And, uh, you know, it just, well, you know, things th things are what they are. Um, I want to go first to Crispy on this. Crispy, look, none of us champion bad scores for the uh, right to point a finger at a console. Like, hey, Sony, you suck, or Xbox, you suck. We don't, we don't like to do that. Uh, but what we do like to do, is have adult conversations. And do you feel kind of how I'm feeling about the validation for two studios that were shunned by Square Enix? I mean, you got to look at it my way and say, I don't know, like, until, like, Square got more involved or bought the studio, all of a sudden bad things started happening to Idios and Crystal D. And... 
you know, regardless of the amount of sales or anything else, you really look at the games that they provided the community. And, you know, that's that's where I, I like always champion Xbox because you can go and play these games at high resolution. You know, it's basically the best they can make it look with with the, you know, what console you have. Like, if you have a Series S, you're, you're probably going to still have a good experience. Better than it was on the 360 or something like that. You know what I mean? And that that's where I'm like... I, I see these games having value for years to come because they're just well-made and, you know, square, you know, everybody's like, Oh, you know, okay. They got rid of the Western division. That's fine. Okay. Everything's good. You know, they're going to make better games and then they come out with this and the exclusivity part. I mean, we always tout and kind of get mad that Xbox doesn't do these type of things. Timed exclusive, whatever you want to call it at this point. I mean, Final Fantasy VII Remake wasn't it supposed to come out for Xbox. I've seen enough screenshots of people that have seen the date. It was supposed to come out like what six months later. And it was actually date. it was a year. It was it, it was supposed to? I, like I said, I, I show it all the time. I have the the collector's edition of the uh, uh, the PS4 version. And it says console exclusive to spring of that year, of the next year. So it was it was a year, uh, so, supposedly, quote unquote, and, a year. And and this is where I look at and and I've seen enough. Okay, like I I could look at you know a game on my TV or my phone and and see the nuances, like and not take everybody like you know doing one part of it and just you know retweeting it or whatever i look at what what i see and the problem i have is when they they announced the game basically and showed gameplay at one point and it does not even look close no, no dude not not even close literally two different games it's it's crazy especially when they show the female character up front on the the you know i would consider it doxed versus what is out there now it looks like a 360 game you're a thousand percent correct yeah and 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 i i have sat here at times like i've watched e3 enough in my life and i've seen like games like the last guardian okay which had interesting mechanics at the time but you were looking at it and it's like it's like a matte painting and the technology we have right now is not that and that's where I go and say, like, you know, you look at what Microsoft's going towards. They're going towards UE5 because they're using Unreal in movies, people. Yeah. There's a reason for that. And Sony continue. they have great proprietary engines. I understand that. But that's not necessarily made for the future. That's more or less, you know, adding on to those engines. And I feel like, you know, scrap everything. Some some company, like when people were starting to say that Halo is going to go to UE, I was almost excited. You know what I mean? Because I want to see that aspect. But you're at a point right now where this game is like a big part of the beginning of your year. And Sony's just like, nah, it's cool. Yeah. Like, like really? Like you, you couldn't delay it? Cause I mean, 
we're going to get some kind of announcement at some point and you know it's going to be some future title for next year people i mean unless they got some kind of magical unicorn that is going to do some great things until then you got spider-man 2 and you got forespoken and that's what you got and right now i'm sorry i've seen enough playstation people be like yeah no i'm good with that you know what i mean like and, and that's fair but at the same time, you can't look at Game Pass and call it Game Pass fodder, but most of the supported studios from Microsoft have released actually like, you know, 70 to 80 Metacritic or 90 in some cases. You know what I mean? And they're not even technically owned by Microsoft. That's where you go and say you could hate on what they're doing. They had layoffs, this and that, but they still continue to deliver. Yeah, and, and and that's where I say stop with the Game Pass fodder, dude. Because I'm paying fifteen dollars, you got to pay seventy, bro. This should be on PlayStation Plus. Oh, dude, this, a, a thousand percent. It should be know? on PlayStation Plus. As, as, as yeah, it absolutely should be. Now, granted, it's not going to change the review whether or not it's in the service or not. You know, I I don't think that it even that that it would have mattered as this game does look like an xbox 360 game like it is it is not it's bad it, it's just bad and, and right now it's at a what did i have a, i think i put I, I put it in the in the chat i think it was a 66 yeah. uh i got a six on ign um yeah i think it's a, i mean it's it, 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 it right yeah it was a 66 as of this morning with 29 reviews uh, there were two 90s uh one 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 uh, site gave it a 95 out of 100 and the other one gave it 90 and like you know what that's about that that's not even like honestly uh reviewing the game they probably just like hey listen we have to you know get out there and support playstation whatever it's fine it's fine um listen at the end of the day again like i said this is not cheering on a bad game this is this is pointing the finger at square enix and saying you know what you guys suck they suck on a multitude of, of levels they're terrible publishers they're even worse developers and that's it okay and this, this has not nothing to do with you know they, they're, they're supporting playstation this company has gone on record of throwing other studios under the bus and now it has come to full circle or fruition whatever terminology you want to use on how terrible of a developer they actually are and as 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 crispy politely suggested this is sony's first opening salvo for 2023 and it's not good folks it is not good as an exclusive as a highly anticipated exclusive this is a giant f on a, a grade um let's bring in web dave into the conversation again for uh dave this is this is not championing Oh, PlayStation sucks. This is this is looking at a developer mm-hmm. is the, who, who is the culprit and who has cons- consistently uh, gone on record as pointing the finger at other studios. I, th- I think this is what they deserve because this this does put into light, uh, you know, the way they handle their business. Yeah, um, I mean, I just. Um... It's it's disappointing. I had a lot of high hopes for the game when they first showed it off. Uh, I thought, wow, that, that that's gonna be awesome, and was hoping it would be, you know, on Xbox. And eventually, you know, it will be. 
And now they're going to have plenty of time to fix it before it gets on Xbox. Hopefully, if they can, if they can, or whatever they can do to to improve it. Um, but you know, uh, the the Metacritic score right now stands at uh, at sixty eight, and um, you know, IGN gave it a sixty um, with comments like um, "For spoken, flashy combat." Um, uh, it can be fun, uh, but it's not enough uh for the to click with the story in the in the bare bones uh, open world aspect so you know it's um not great you know GameSpot gave it a 50 which mm-hmm. is kind of unusual uh, IGN uh, France also gave it a 50 i mean and there are some 40s out there but you know you 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 take that to the extreme and, and then you do have a a 95 from game nexus that's uh you know for spoken is absolutely fantastic well most of the other critics on the page will be wondering what the hell you played. Yeah, well, that, that, you know that that's that's clearly uh, a console war. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, rated game rather than you rating the game for for the game, you're rating it for the console, which is yeah, just yeah, well, exactly. Don't go and, to Gaming Nexus for your for your reviews. That's all I can say. <laughs> exactly, doesn't seem to be real um, reliable in that in that aspect. But um, but yeah, no, it's. Um, it's disappointing um, because I was hoping better for the game. Um, you know, Square Enix, like you said, has definitely uh, uh, come down hard. A lot of their studios, um, you know, I, I believe their main focus has been the Final Fantasy um, 16 as far as um, where they're spending all their resources and where they're putting all their, uh, you know, all their money into. So as a fan of Final Fantasy, even though it's not coming to Xbox, I do still hope it's a good game, you know, but right now they're kind of like, we're going to have to wait and see. They, they didn't, not only did they like very extremely limited on who got, um, you know, codes for reviews, there was absolutely zero, none for PC, none. So man, that's, uh, that is highly unusual. Very telling. Yeah. And it comes, it comes out tomorrow. So, you know, we, we will see what, uh, what happens then, but you know, I don't know. It's, um, all around, it's disappointing a score. Um, and it's disappointing for the fans who were looking forward to it is, is what I mean. Um, but there's no, there's no mistake. And there's no way to sugarcoat it or, or try and come at this with, uh, you know, Sony is, um, they needed this to be successful because they only have, one triple A title in the in the pipeline this year so far. Now there may be some other things they drop later on, but right now there's only one we know of it, and that's Spider Man two. Yep. So they needed this to be a hit. And yep. it's not. Yeah. And uh Final Fantasy uh sixteen is an exclusive. Uh I have a feeling that's gonna be quality. Uh yeah. again it, it, Me too. It, you're, you're you're right. It, it, if there's if there's one franchise they're going to throw everything including the kitchen sink at it would be final fantasy um and uh you know that that's their bread and butter it's unfortunate though uh we don't even know if that's going to come out because square enix is notorious for their delays <laughs> so the, yeah it's, it's, it's scheduled to come out this year uh you know 50 50 on whether or not they actually hit uh especially after forespoken they're not going to want to release another game in this kind of condition, uh, especially Final Fantasy game. Uh, but listen, uh, let, 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 let's get uh, fuzzy. Fuzzy, this is, <laughs> is this validation for Square, e, uh, for Square Enix uh, 
uh, as being not only bad publishers, but bad developers? Yeah. And, and for me, I, I remember when the demo came out, uh, PTK Blam and Pong were asking me since they didn't have a PS5 at the time, they were asking me for like my honest feedback. And I, I tried to keep it concise, but I wound up writing like a, a two or three paragraph article for them. But it, it, it just seems like Square has kind of lost their way outside yep. of their their traditional uh, titles like your um, you know Final Fantasies and such, but it, it it just seems like they they could have had a hit with this. And I I said from get go, if a different developer was using or or was to bring this concept to fruition, I think it would have landed a lot better. Like I like I'll I'll just give you my brief two cents that I gave them uh, about Forspoken, at least from the demo standpoint. And I know the game is, you know, going to be more vast and so forth, but this was just, you know, a couple hours of playing the demo. It's not bad, but not great. Interesting RPG concepts with different perks based on nails and different abilities based on like a necklace and cloaks with various buffs and debuffs. Good build and synergy pairings seem possible. I enjoyed the one to two hour demo there's a lot of depth and vast distance to cover, but traversal to higher ground could be aided by a climb mechanic similar to that in Assassin's Creed. Like, I guess in the demo, there are abilities that you can, you know, kind of like uh, use almost like a grappling hook or like a tether to get to higher spots. But I didn't use those powers or abilities or couldn't figure it out in the demo. But apparently those are going to be in the full-fledged game. But if there was a climbing mechanic, like like I said, with Assassin's Creed, that would probably benefit it a little bit, especially considering how big the world is. Uh, the world isn't dead, but it feels dated in clusters of enemies. Kind of reminds me of Elden Ring's first area without the hidden passages. Faster pace and less deadly than Elden Ring. Thankfully not turn-based. Like, this. Uh, this is more of an action RPG as opposed to like your turn-based style. Thank goodness it wasn't turn-based. Um, there's projectile, melee, sword, spear, magic abilities with a shield, push, and area of uh, effect, defense magic. Controls are simple and somewhat intuitive. Haptics are present, but simple rumble would have been, you know, able to work. And, and that's another thing. Like with the whole rumble or with the haptics on the PS5, it doesn't seem like a lot of games are really pushing to to give you that immersion, almost like the Astrobot deal. So I I just wanted to let them know it it like if this is one of those that does eventually come to Xbox, you're not missing out on not having haptics. Uh kind of feel like the game world translates better for me. Oh wait, no. Kind of feel a game like this would translate better for me if created by Gorilla Games instead of Square. And in I don't want to make this like woke signaling or anything along those lines, but as a person of color, I, I love seeing more games have a protagonist of color. A thousand percent. thousand and, percent. Yes. And I would like more games to, to give it a try, but it just seems like Square didn't quite pull it off. Like well, they and, have and I know some it. people Come have on. Had, they they did. Yeah. They, did. And, they had that's like with with uh like Horizon, Gorilla definitely did a better job. And I know there were some people that had you know objections to that as far as oh well alloy versus these tribes and blah blah blah. I I like a lot of what Gorilla did in Horizon Zero Dawn and and in particular Horizon Forbidden West. And I I get this feeling like if if they were given that project, if Gorilla or even Insomniac for that matter, just especially considering the the combat aspect of it. 
this would be a tent pole for Sony. Honestly, like put it in Gorilla's hands or put it in Insomniac's hands. We're talking about something that would probably hit 90 easily and have a lot better reception across the board. But Square just it was almost like they they just sent it in as like they, you know, it was like they turned into homework, but didn't do the full project type mm-hmm. of thing. I, and it's yeah. no knock on Square as a whole, but it just it doesn't feel like this was as much of a uh, an important game to them as final fantasy which of course you know final fantasy is more of their bread and butter mm-hmm. but I, I i think if they had put more attention into crafting the story behind the protagonist and and all of the the characters and in the storyline itself it would have made for a better reception but i i just feel that this game had so much potential but kind of misses and it's one of those that i'm not buying day one i, I enjoyed the demo to some extent but I'm definitely waiting until this thing is like at, you know, either below 50 or around the 30 price range or something like that when it's on sale. And I considering the the reviews, it'll probably hit that pretty soon, like within the next couple of months. But I, I, w- I would imagine. Yeah. In the next couple of weeks, you're going to see this drop in price. Hey, boom. Somebody was asking in, in chat if this was a first party game and it is it is it is. No, it is. It is not Enix a first party it. game. No. Yeah, made by Square, but it's exclusive rights. It is. Uh, it is a time. A it is from what we understand. Uh, again, I don't have the contract in front of me. It is a two-year exclusive uh, that Square has done. But recent, uh, you know, ongoings with Square Enix and Sony suggest that this is probably going to be a permanent exclusive. I, I don't expect this to come to Xbox uh, at all. Uh, to be quite honest with you, the same way it was brought to our attention through certain reports. Uh, that uh, Final Fantasy 16 is never coming to an Xbox. Uh, the um, Silent Hill remake, Silent Hill 2 remake, never coming to an Xbox mm-hmm. uh, due to Sony's deals. And, and that's Sony's, that's that's how they do their business. Uh, is it frustrating? Sure. Uh, um, but, you know, that's just, that's the way the cookie crumbles, so to speak. But Crazy Lou Gaming, let's, uh, let's get your final take on this. And we're going to get into some, Gears of War uh, confirmation from Special Nick of the Xbox era. Uh, I know he was uh, he received a significant amount of negative slander uh, regarding his original report of the Gears of War uh, Unreal Engine 5 remake or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and apparently, uh, just to prove his point or case in point, put out a screenshot, folks, that uh, he would not do if it wasn't uh real uh i don't know how much you how you folks feel about special nick i happen to like the dude a lot uh as a matter of fact he's going to be uh one of the panel members on wednesday's uh titanic show um and i do like what he is putting down with this um and uh, we got some confirmation that the gears collection uh exists folks uh it does uh but listen let's get to crazy Lou's final take on this what are your thoughts, brother? Uh, uh, forespoken, more like forbroken for some people. Man, I would say something, though. I remember when the demo came out and I saw everybody posting pictures, everything was 720. I was like, man, I hope they delay this game again, because if they release it in January, they're not going to make they're not going to make ends meet. I mean, I saw everything. I said they're not going to make it. I was I was pretty much seeing what happened with Battlefield 2042 when everybody played the demo. You know, it was just a big mess. And when the game finally released, it was still a mess. And over a year, they actually got it better and got it working. 
So when I saw this thing, I was like, mm -mm. in January, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. And there it is. It came out. And I, I just saw pictures and I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. And, man, I don't know what is going on with Square. Square is having a lot of issues. Square needs a new leadership. And I just hope that whoever comes out and buys it needs to buy it quick because it's just going downhill from here on. It's unfortunate. I mean, they they, they were, uh, you know, considered by many to be a pioneer in gaming. If you remember, uh, they used to be uh, Nintendo exclusive, right? Up until uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, couldn't release onto the Nintendo platform at the time because Nintendo wanted uh, to stay with cartridges as opposed to move to disc. Uh, and uh, Final Fantasy VII, one of my favorite games in my, in my top five games of all time in the 45 plus years I've been gaming. Uh, absolutely love um, what they did with the original. Um, really, really enjoyed what they did with the remake. I, I'm sorry that they that it's going to be so many parts, but it's fine. You know, it, it is graphically, it's gorgeous. Story is great so far. So I will eventually uh, pick up the second part because I got to still finish the first, but I'm almost done with that. Have Have you guys, I got a question for the panel. Have you guys not noticed that a lot of the games that have been released in these past three years, they've all had like a, a little bit of issues? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Square Enix is just, you know, they're just not the same uh, developer slash publisher that they once were. They're just not. Uh, it's unfortunate. But, you know, listen, uh, Square Enix finds themselves not only in trouble as both a publisher and a developer, uh, they find themselves in trouble f uh, financially uh, because they if you remember a couple of months ago that put out that uh, that that statement that they are uh, they can't make these big AAA games like they used to that they need. They want to get find investment help uh, to make some of the, you know, their future projects. And obviously that future help is going to come the way of Sony. And I will say that if you're Sony uh, and you are, you know, you spent the development dollars, uh, which I'm sure they invested in more so the um, uh, the, the money to uh, to publish this game, you know, I mean, to, to, you know, to, to, to make an exclusive to drop that bag at Square Enix's feet. You got to be asking yourself, like, what what did we do wrong? Uh, well, you, you 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 backed the wrong horse, is what you did wrong. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, they just, you know, they they didn't deliver. Uh, and apparently, uh, even with some uh, you know fake scores of nineties and ninety fives, this game is probably not going to uh, get higher than a sixty. It may even go down. And if it does, it's not going to be surprising. But ladies and gentlemen. That's just one of the topics that we're going to get into. I want to I want to bring up uh, the Gears of War situation. And I got to go first to Crispy. Crispy, I had dropped in the picture that uh, Special Nick posted online, um, and it's very interesting. Uh, obviously, uh, now this this originally was posted by the 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 the, uh, the sleuth himself, Idle Sloth, and uh, you can find him on Twitter, and you should be following this dude. At Idlesloth84 underscore. He put out a tweet the other day. Rumor Special Nick showed a cropped image of Gears Ultimate Collection and Gear 6. The photo had been taken off of a computer screen and had been cropped so we can see it better. Nick and the person who sent this to Nick doesn't know if it's real or it's not. But I mean, look, if there's one thing 
that I can trust in Special Nick from the Xbox era is that he doesn't go on to report something because he's looking for clicks, likes, or subs. Uh, he does, you know, they do have that, you know, rumor mill uh, segment on their program uh, weekly. Um, this has been a very, very hot button topic. Um, listen, folks, remakes are a thing. Um, and if there is one series that deserves a full-on Unreal Engine 5 remake um, to the level of what you saw with you know, Final Fantasy VII or Resident Evil 2 or even The Last of Us uh, Part 1, remakes are a thing. Uh, there are new audiences uh, experiencing titles that we you, you know what it is like if you've been in gaming as long as i have right sometimes and that i'm not speaking for myself because if you give me a remake of my favorite game i'm all in um but some some of us it gets lost in translation because you're like yeah i played it like a perfect example is like randall thor like he doesn't go he doesn't like going back to play games that have been remade because he's already beaten them now, he might because of the achievements, because, you know, obviously he's the man with the million. But for me, I wouldn't mind experiencing the Gears trilogy. Now, say what you want about the dude bro shooter thing. If there's one particular trilogy in gaming, not just on Xbox, that is literally a, would be considered a pinnacle aspect of gaming you got to tip your cap to Gears, man. You got to tip your cap to Rob Ferguson and the team that came up with this um, all those years ago. Uh, a, a tri that trilogy was amazing from start to finish. Now, again, have your opinions on Gears 4. And I, you know, Gears 4 was good. It wasn't great. Gears 5 was great. Um, they've done some, you know, different things. You know, you had that, you know, the um, the RTS Gears, which a lot of people really enjoyed. Um this this would come at a time where potentially as as Microsoft again I want to use the word potentially welcomes in thousands hundreds of thousands potentially millions of new players from the Sony side when and if the ABKA deal gets done there is going to be a seism a seismic sh uh, um, shift if you will in Gamers not abandoning Sony, but finding Xbox. Crispy, this trilogy, if, if, if we are all believing what we're seeing in front of us and what we're hearing, uh, the trilogy, the Gears of War trilogy remade in Unreal Engine 5 is, to me, chef's kiss. Um, what do you think about this? C could this be, because you, you, know, you said something in the green room that you've talked to people that had just started to experience gears and they're like whoa i didn't know this game was this good could an unreal engine 5 version really like put the stamp into the floor for gears i mean let's be honest um coalition's been working on ue5 for a while dude like that ue5 demo remember the matrix demo uh -huh. yeah that was mostly them dude like it's it's one of those things like what better way than to completely upgrade the first three games to to send an homage to the Gears fans 
but also just put it out there and say, yeah, we are that good. And I'm going to tell you right now, coalition, like after all the, nobody sitting there like, oh, we're the greatest in the world. You got none of that. The UE5 demo kit, everybody praised it. Everybody was like, coalition worked on it. You know, like everybody wants to acknowledge, you know, that they're, they're great, but they also don't like tout it. They're not like, oh, they are one of the greatest. Like, put put what I just saw from a next-gen game for Spoken against Gears 5. It's not happening. And that's where I get into arguments with people like God of War. I, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I, I could look at Rise, Son of Rome at times and be like, man, that that game looks incredible still. Like, I could literally just sit there and be like, wow. But it's Criterion. I mean, they, they are amazing engine makers and workers and it just so happens that the coalition's working on one of the most useful engines ever devised okay you cannot take anything away from epic games they know what they're doing when they make an engine all right and it just so happens that everybody's touting hellblade but it's going to be made in ue5 people like the coalition knows what they're doing and they need to go back to their roots and they also, and this is where I love Gears. You can talk about the single player all you want. And I see a lot of people like, oh, single player is fine in Gears 3 right now. Visually, absolutely. Gameplay wise, sure. But you have to realize that Gears 3 and Gears 2 were huge multiplayer games. Absolutely huge. And you, you want to tout, you know, somebody that made something what it is. Look at the horde mode in Gears 2. There was nothing like it until that happened. Don't sit here and tell me you wouldn't want to play with one other person online with none of the crap that you've ever gotten, especially if you're a Gears player. No no Gears 4, no stuff you could put. You got a shield because you take it from a mauler and, and you shoot him in the head enough and you grab that shield and that is like an extra layer of protection. And you just shoot dudes until no end. It, it is one of the hardest game modes I've ever played. But to have it redone and done right and have when I shoot a person, I feel like I'm playing Gears 4 or Gears 5, that would be cool. That would be something like it, there's going to be streamers going crazy for this because it's old school. And, and that's where I say, like, you got to... If they're going to do it, you got to do it right. And and it's been enough time. I've actually talked about this a few years ago and said, I've heard that this is happening, but it's, you know, I, I was abrupt in when I thought it was going to happen. I don't know. I feel like at least an announcement needs to happen this year or it's dead. And that's the way I look at it. If it doesn't happen this year, it's dead. Yeah, no, I, I sorry about the, the the camera situation. My camera went out for no reason, but yeah, I agree with you. I think that at this point, we need to learn more about it uh, for sure. Uh, I think that it's it, it's it's a, look. Gear Six is years out, folks. How many years out? I I don't know because they're not talking about it. But I I, I I'm not saying that you know you could just you know fill the gap but who doesn't really honestly want a gears try i mean some people in the chat are like yeah gears you know i already played it so i don't know the one thing that i will say that has me potentially even more excited for the fact that it's going to be an unreal engine 5 folks 
is we all know, like film, when you're developing a game, there are things that are left on the cutting room floor that don't make it into a game. Uh, you saw that with Gears Ultimate Edition. If you remember, they had the PC level that was originally exclusive to a PC uh, with, uh, with uh, that was with uh, Marcus and Dom. Uh, it was it was it was a level that was originally left out of the 360 version because they couldn't add it because of the technology at the time. And when Gears Ultimate came out, they added it. Um, they could potentially add some things that we've never seen before for Gears Two and Three. So I, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, let, let, let's get Fuzzy Belvedere in, in on the conversation, Fuzzy. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, what what uh, what Crispy had to say makes a lot of sense. If they don't start talking about this and it doesn't come out this year, then it's probably dead. Um, yeah. Do you believe the rumors? I mean, they make sense. I mean, we've kind of talked about this in in the background for some time, especially considering that they're they're moving to UE five, and they've always been like the wizards of Unreal Engine anyway. And what better way to kind of, you know, stretch their legs and show show what they're working with kind of thing than to just do the remaster in UE5. I, I, I think that's, if it doesn't happen, it's almost like the biggest missed, op- missed opportunity of the century kind of thing. Yeah. But it, it just, it would give, I guess, a whole new set of players the access to the games in a, a you know, fidelity that everybody can, you know, go ooh and all about in the sense that like just like what we saw with hive busters just what what we saw with you know uh gears of war 5 and stuff the the graphical detail that they put and that's what ue4 imagine all of the previous um you know gears in ue5 with them taking that same level of detail into those games i i I think it's it it has to be more than just rumor It, it has to be something in the works and if it's if it's not in the works, they need to get on it. Especially if they're listening to this show, they somebody needs to to at least have them do that. Like I know they're supposed to do a small project in uh, UE five before they even tackle Gear Six. But right, if if it's not the remaster, then I I hope it's something else to to knock our socks off type of thing. But I, I think it's something that they need to do. And and ever since the Master Chief Collection was you know, fixed and updated and constantly supported. I, I think this one would probably wind up hitting the ground running and just be a, a you know, a, a, I guess you could say a salute to the fans and, and bring on new fans before they even, you know, dive into making gear six. And I, it would be a nice segue up until gear six. So yeah, they, well, I mean, it, it, something it has I mean, to be in the works. <laughs> and I agree. I, I think something absolutely has to, uh, to work for sure. Uh, listen, uh, let's get crazy Lou and then we'll bring Dave in on the conversation. Then we'll move on to halo. Um, crazy Lou Marcus Phoenix is an iconic character. Um, and his, uh, you know, his, his introduction, uh, him, Dom, Coltrane, Bard, every every one of them, all, they're all iconic characters. Uh, to see this, potentially see them return in a Master Chief X esque type of collection, I think would do the, the do justice uh, for the for the IP. Simply because, well, it's been a while since Gears Five came out. Um, they're, they're obviously, Gear Six is going to be a continuation of that story. 
um, it would be pretty cool to see this come to fruition. What, 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 where do you fall on seeing an Unreal Engine 5 version of Gears Trilogy? Oh, man, 100% they got to do it. I mean, especially since, you know, Netflix is, is even working on a animated um, TV series. So if all that hype comes back, I mean, people are, go are going to want to play this game. So why not bring it back? I mean, they should. They got to bring it back sooner or later. It's a way to spice it up to, you know, to people to watch the anime and for people to jump up back to the game and play it. Because, yeah, we already got a 2015 um, Gears of War remastered. Why won't we? Why, why don't we get all of them back and make it a, a, a collection? You know, why not? I mean, seriously, if it happens, I hope they do, and I hope they they deliver it this year, because hey, we need we need gears. We miss it. We miss it. You know, Gears of War Six, like you said, is probably years away. Probably like what two or three years. Mm -hmm. So yeah, bring back that collection. Bring back that multiplayer. Bring back all the stuff we love, and man, we're gonna enjoy it. Yeah, I, I think so. Now, again, at the end of the day. You know, the, the, the point of bringing the, uh, the, you know, for fans like us uh, to bring back, uh, you know, a series redone or remade in the in a top tier engine, at, uh, you know, in, in Unreal Engine 5 would be awesome. But at the, at the same time, look, you, 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 this is this is an iconic trilogy. One of my biggest one of my biggest gripes uh, with Microsoft has been. Uh, they seem to be the last one on the list of the three bigs to uh, incorporate history uh, with their uh, legacy IPs. They, they need to do more. Yes, Fable's coming back. Awesome. Yes, Perfect Dark is coming back. Even better. But they have so many more IPs that they could be working with. This is one of them. I say bring it back. But, you know, um, Dave, Crazy Lou mentioned something pretty interesting. Uh, he says that the Netflix we know has has announced that they're going to be doing a film and an animated series. Right, that's that's confirmed by Netflix. That has been confirmed by Microsoft. That has been uh, been confirmed by the Coalition. But like I said in the opening, uh, it was it has been reported as early as uh, the uh, the beginning of the weekend that Sony's Last of Us uh, Part One remake for the PlayStation Five saw a 238% increase in sales because of the series. Now, the series is very well done. Um, and uh, listen, these, this, is, this is how you generate sales for an older IP. It makes sense to exactly what, uh, what, uh, what Crazy Lou said. You have a, you have a film and a, an animated series coming out, why not have a matching or or at least uh you know even if it releases this year a remade trilogy to get people excited you know vice versa whether it's the film first and then the game or the game first and then the film mm -hmm. you know i mean it, it, that makes sense um i get the feeling from this that it, if this is true which we believe that there's a high probability that it is that um, this would be a really cool game to announce at like E3. A hundred percent. Yeah. The people this would go crazy. Something yeah. That would, yeah. Because it would be a good fill maybe to the end of the year. Something that comes in, you know, a little later. It's not, you know, yeah, yes, it's, it's kind of a bit, but there, there's a reason why they, you know, they do these, um, you know, compilation type things for the, for people that haven't necessarily you know, played them before. And also, 
Um, it'd be something to be great to be, to be on game pass with, like you said, bonus material, things that were left on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. All those things make perfect sense for why you want to do one. Plus it's, uh, you know, it, it, it could be one of the projects that they were working on to help them, um, you know, build up, um, their, um, um, the, um, the engine. Oh my God. Um, UE5. <laughs> UE5. Jeez. Thanks, man. I think I need some medication, but you know, UE fives, uh, you know, work on, on uh, gear six, which I do hope they go back to gears of war in the title. That's just my personal preference. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I think that was be definitely something that would, uh, it, it makes sense. Uh, if it happens great. If it doesn't, Nick will have egg on his face for sure. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day, it, 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 it and whether he has egg in his face or not, he, he heard it from a viable source. And like oh, yeah, I said, he, he, no, no, I know you are. It, it, it's, he, he, I'll put it to this way. He's not afraid to be wrong. And neither am I. Like I said, if you get it wrong, you just come out there and say, hey, folks, you know, I, I, I got it wrong. You know, such is life. Uh, but okay. he has heard this from multiple sources, people that he trusts. And I trust Nick. And I hope, to, I hope as a fan of Gears, of a fan of Marcus Phoenix, I, I hope that he does get his own dedicated collection, uh, very similar to what the Master Chief collection is now, just for Gears. I can think I that jump, would be awesome. Can I jump in real quick and say something? Yeah, sure, absolutely. All right, all right. this is an example. Though. Look at the Last of Us TV series. I mean, after the TV series, their sales spiked, woof, right away with the game. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned so, that, 236%. So, that's, that's insane, that's insane. That's yeah, and, and 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 that is what you want to do. You want you want to bring in new fans, uh, and how you do that is you have a hit TV series, which could potentially be Gears in a film or an animated series, and you have a remade game in uh, one of their one of the classic trilogy redone in Unreal Engine Five. Uh, that's that's how you bring the people back who are old-time Gears fans, but you also bring in new fans. And new fans equal new money, new subscriptions, new console sales. I mean, again, I'm, I am i don't have a business degree, folks, but it makes too much sense to me. Uh, let me catch up with some of the Super Chats. I'm going to get into the Halo top because I, I, I have a lot to say on that. Uh, Jesse DeBarrios drops a very generous $5 Super Chat and says, and imagine being the pioneer of making games $70 and calling it quality tax. LOL, I am not seeing it here. He's talking about uh, Forspoken. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> uh, Drawn TJ drops several uh, very generous $5 Super Chats. And the first one, he says, hey, I got to ask Fuzzy, is it true that Forza Motorsport is going to have a free roam mode? Because I heard people saying that. Uh, any 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 comment to that, Fuzzy? There, there was in the... I guess you could say the beta tests that I wasn't NDA'd on. <laughs> um, whenever they had also on the Xbox console or the Xbox One um, play tests and stuff, I don't know if that's going to be the case for the final. Like that was early on and haven't heard much in the past year or two. Okay. Thank you for that, brother. Drone TJ drops an additional five hours of Jen says, I can't wait to be on, sh- I'll be on the show Wednesday. I'm going to be a little late, but I'll make it. That's fine, brother. We will, we will get you there, and we're going to have a lot to say. I'm looking forward to that uh, Xbox show this Wednesday. Uh, uh, TJ drops an additional $5 Super Chat and says, if I could have two games come back as a remake, I would choose Fantasy Star Universe 
mm-hmm. ambient luminous, luminous, and mecha salt mm-hmm. uh, uh, to Lone Wolf. Yeah, mecha salt. Phil Spencer has talked about that. It's it's a licensing thing. Uh, he wants to do it, but he just can't. The the light the, the mech, mech warrior license is all gummed up, uh, unfortunately. Um, Michael Mooney drops a very generous five pound super chat and says Xbox development team shouldn't talk about uh, its work until it's fully playable start to finish. Remember Master Chief Collection use, used Unreal to host different games. Yeah, I mean, that's that's been uh, Microsoft's Achilles heel, so to speak, when it comes to um, them making these announcements. They announce it in there. You know, they kind of get, uh, you know, uh, egg, you know, egg and uh, egg on their face. Uh, hopefully that's not the case with a lot of stuff they've told us about uh, that. Everything, everyone uh, delivers, you know, high quality stuff. We're going to see this year what all that come to fruition. But, folks, I, I got to talk. Got to get into Halo because, uh, look, like I said in the opening, I don't have to tell you how many hours that I've played in Halo to be cons- uh, to, for my opinion to be validated. But I have almost 13 days in the game, Halo Infinite specifically. Uh, I was one of the few reviewers that gave this game proudly a 10 out of 10 uh, in both single player and multiplayer. Uh, Loved what 343 did with all the controversy that has surrounded it. They have delivered a game, in my opinion, that is absolutely incredible to play. Uh, the the the, the gunplay in the in it is phenomenal. It's probably again, it's one of my favorite multiplayers to jump back into right now. The problem is that they failed to deliver a game that is considered a ga- you know a service game. So it's, it's a live service game, and they have failed the community in regards to consistent updates and maps and guns and different things that we have heard about. I understand for a lot of people, Forge is a thing. Forge is not my thing. Um, I want to play on these maps, but I like playing with randos because I don't have a lot of the time dedicated to sitting on a couch for three hours with a bunch of my friends to play on these new maps. Uh, When these maps finally come into rotation where you just pick up and play, then I'll come back to Halo. But here's the problem, folks. The problem is that... We just saw, and we just got reported, and I, I, I have the report in front of us right now. This The story comes the way of Windows Central. Uh, it was written by Brandon Lowry. Uh, this was updated as soon as yesterday. And we have learned that one th- over one-third of 343 Industries has been laid off. Uh, there are a lot of developers, former and current, that have come out against this. Uh, that have come out to say that leadership at 3-4 Industries has been nothing short of chaotic at best. Um, And the reason why the game is in this state is because of that said leadership. As a matter of fact, I have in front of me right now a former 3-4-3 Industries uh, developer who is currently, and I, I believe he's at Respawn, yes, Senior Encounter Designer for Jedi Survivor, currently at Respawn, former senior multiplayer designer at Halo. Uh, he has also worked with uh, Lucas Arts. Um, and he goes on to say several things. Um, I was mad, and his name is Patrick Wern, uh, W-R-E-N. Uh, he's at uh, Wit Darkstar on Twitter if you want to follow him. He says, I was mad that friends and ex-colleagues uh, were hurt 
due to a road of choices that led to this outcome outside of their control. I felt like I had to say something, even if that did potentially risk opportunities for me in the future. I'm not looking to break NDAs or do a tell-all. Uh, he goes on to say, the point wasn't to, uh, to sh- pardon my friend's shit talk, but to finally call out the lack of accountability and how that affected others. Failure is seen as bad for business, but it should be a step towards something greater for it. Can you really move forward without experimenting and making a mistake? Uh, And finally, he goes on to say the difference between bad and good leadership is that good leadership admits when they're wrong. They try to do what they think is the best because they believed in it. Sometimes that decision may not be, uh, but good leaders take accountability in their decisions regardless. Uh, Look, at the end of the day, management, management, management is all I could say of what's going on at 343 Industries. Uh, we we got, and again, I'm going to pull it up because I have it here, of course, in the DM. Uh, we got a, a, um, a post, which I thought was, at best, uh, garbage. Pardon my French. Uh, from, uh, from 343 Leadership, where they simply posted, hey, we're, you know, Halo is here to stay. Uh, that's not how I would have done it. Uh, I would have come out, the leader, the current leader of 343 Industries, which let me just find the, uh, the, the, the post exactly, and I want to read it verbatim as to what exactly uh, they said. Um, hold on just a sec. Let me find it. Uh, look, the, situa- the, the situation, quite frankly, is that at this point, does anyone who is a Halo fan in this community right now have faith that 343 Industries is going to deliver? I mean, let's be honest. I'm polling the 400-plus people here. Do you have faith, based on what has transpired in the last two years, since 2020, well, actually now three years, since Halo Infinite was shown at that July show and delayed a year, and to what we got now? Does anyone honestly, wholeheartedly feel that with everything that has happened, one third of the development team gone. From what we understand, a lot of talented people. Does anyone in this room right now believe that 343 Industries could deliver? Because if you are saying that, then you have a hell of a lot more faith than I do, because I don't. I think the game that we're playing is amazing, but there are still deep holes that need to be filled. Boom, boom. The the game is free to play. This is the yeah. problem. This yeah. is where we, you know, multiplayer free to play. I mean, you look at foundations of companies like Fortnite, Hello, even PUBG. That's still around, people. People play that all over the place. And guess what? Rocket League. How about that game? That game is like I continue to see it on whatever feed I'm on or there's always somebody doing something wild in rocket league. Like you look at these free to play games and you have a lot of competition and they give you content people. They give you con- three, four, three. You have failed at content. Mm-hmm. You should have stayed just on game. It's free to game pass players. And I guarantee you would have a different reaction. 
You know what I mean? I, I almost feel like it would be more supportive and this and that. But at this point, the 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 highest part of the game is the campaign from what I've seen over what people have said and I've experienced myself. Now, the gameplay is solid, but there's a point in time where free-to-play supersedes gameplay. And you need content to continue to play that game and possibly purchase a cosmetic or something like that. Yeah, I don't hear any of that. Not even the being able to purchase anymore. They 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 completely failed at the content of the game. Yep. And that's where it, it just it's time for a change. They need somebody that has a sole focus. They I, yep. I feel like they're one way or the other. You gotta be you gotta be somewhat in between, but also have a clear goal to the promised land. And I don't feel they're that way. Yeah. Look look. I'm going to say this. I, I have the official 343 Industries tweet. And like I said, folks, as a fan, as someone that has invested as much time as I have into Halo Infinite, this disgusts me. And I'm I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. you. You know you get it fair here. I don't, you know, you know, pile on the rabbit, so to speak, on any one studio. But this is not how you handle the layoffs. This is not how you handle... The rumors coming out of Jason Schreier, you know how I feel about that rat, right? This is not how you handle it. You get in front of a camera like I'm right now, and you pour your heart into that camera, telling the fans, I understand your frustration. We understand your disappointment. Right now, 343 is a mess, but I promise you, as such and such leader, I'm going to make things better. It's going to take time. I, I need people to have patience and understanding as we try and, sh- and, and, and shift through everything that has occurred. That's how you handle it. Like, 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 a, like a true champion, you, you talk to your fans. That's not how this was handled. This was handled with a crappy post with, that was put up as a picture with no context. And I'm going to read it verbatim. You tell me if I'm wrong. 343 Industries, it says, has the logo. Halo and Master Chief are here to stay. Really? Okay. Because you said so. 343 Industries will continue to develop Halo now and in the future, including epic stories, multiplayer, and more of what makes Halo great. Really? Because Halo hasn't been great in a long time. Uh, I love the single player of Infinite, but I'm pissed that we're not getting a continuation that they promised. And this comes the way of Pierre Hintz, who is the studio head currently. How much longer? I don't know. I am sorry, folks. If I lose subs for being honest or being, you know, I'm being as respectful as I can. I'm not a developer. I don't know what it goes into to making games, but I'm a consumer. And as someone, again, who has poured his heart and soul into the review that I did and has many hours that I have played of that game, this is not this is not the way you do business. I I am sorry, uh, Crispy. You being that you jumped in, I want to go to you first on this. This is not how you handle the 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 very public situation that's going on at three four three industries. What what where do, you, do, do am I onto something as um as the leader of the studio? You get in front of a camera and you go out and you tell people, hey, listen, you know, check out this post. I, I'm speaking from the heart here, or just don't say anything at all. 
We've seen it from many studios, many studio heads. Sometimes it's better just not to say anything and just keep your mouth shut and, you know, speak with your work. And, you know, once again, it's, it just seems like a defensive, you know, outcry. It, look, it, it's hard to be a developer in that studio right now because you see what other studios are capable of, especially being in, you know, Microsoft Publishing. You know what I mean? Like, like you're you're about to hear about Starfield for months upon months, till the end of the year, it's going to be Starfield talk. And these guys aren't used to this. They're they're Halo. Think about that. There's Halo Gears Forza. Everybody remember? Well, Forza, they, they keep they keep on shooting right through the goal, and and they're just making everything look easy. You know what I mean? Whether it be turn ten. Or playground. I mean, really think about that. They have both made incredibly, you know, um, amazing racing games and having two different, you know, feels to them. And I think that's that's something to say about that. And then also, you know, we start hearing about other studios. Like we just talked about Gears. I mean, the Coalition's no joke. You could say what you want. You know, I everybody remember that they went and helped. At three four three, everybody, do you remember? Because I remember. Um, this th- this is where I look at you know Obsidian, dude. the The amount of talent that is in that studio is impeccable. I mean, you know, you look at the games they make, and they seem different in every aspect. You know, whether it be grounded with a live service aspect. And and it continues to just destroy. Like I see zero complaints about grounded people, and that started. The dev team probably doubled, in my opinion, but it started with a very minute amount of devs from Obsidian, and it's become something great. And you still have a vowed sitting there, and then we see the tweet, you know, from from uh, Slothman himself, and you know, you start seeing stuff. And it's like, dude, these guys, I mean, Outer Worlds too. you never know when that could drop because, you know, Obsidian's sneaky. And then, and then you got Ninja Theory. I mean, Hellblade, talk of the town. So 343 sitting here like, we need to change things because you have a free-to-play. That's that's an Xbox IP that's a free-to-play, people. That's, that's Halo, free-to-play. And yet it's not being played. There's a problem here, and it needs to be fixed. I mean, look, I, I see some people in the uh, in the chat saying that were that there were not any promises of single player content. Well, if you've actually played the game and you finished it, uh, you realize that the Endless was the, was the next scheduled DLC to come after because we were going to get that while they um, remember this was the, the, a ten year plan for Halo. Right, we weren't going to get a Halo six or seven or eight. We were going to get DLC or continuations of the story in the form of, uh, which was expected, the Endless, which was in the game. Uh, the Flood was supposedly going to make an appearance at some point. I mean, Zeta Halo is where the Flood was founded. If you read the books, ladies and gentlemen, so don't make excuses that it wasn't planned. Of course, it was planned. Because what do you do after, um, you know, the Halo, Halo Infinite, you finish it, whether that be single player or, or even in co-op? Well, what do you do? You just run around 
No, you 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 have to continue the story, and they, and they have to listen. Make all the excuses you want to make for three four three. I'm not making any. Fuzzy, I want to go to you first on this. <laughs> I've said this privately, and I will say it publicly. When the ABK deal is done, first order of business is to hand this franchise over to Infinity Ward or Treyarch. <laughs> now, that may piss a lot of people off, and if it does, it's okay. Get angry. Get <laughs> angry that a Halo fan who has put as much time as he has into the franchise wants someone to deliver the content. And if yeah. you were to put it into the hands of a team like Infinity Ward or like Treyarch to tell their version, listen, it doesn't have to continue Halo Infinite. Let them tell their story. Uh, I've been saying for a while, and we've heard many people say this, what if there was an ODST type of third-person uh, survival horror with the Flood? There, there are so many avenues. There are so many stories that could be told uh, that have not been told with Halo it's crazy. Um, and I'm sorry to say uh, we have heard. And again, I don't know, you know, whether I mean, it's it's conflicting for sure. When you look at what was said by 343 that Halo was you know, here to stay. But at the same time, we also heard from different uh, d different um, avenues that they were going to uh, treat this like Star Wars and allow for different developers and publishers to take on Halo. I, I, I want to see it. Well, what, what are your thoughts on this, man? Uh, should people be angry? I mean, do I have a right to be angry? Yeah, and, and I think the, the big thing is when it comes to the Halo franchise, kind of like what you had hinted to earlier, if, if Mario was, you know, handled like this as far as with Nintendo, there there would be a lot of riots in the streets kind of thing. And, and I, I get... Gaming development during a pandemic is hard, and I, I still wonder if someone's not paying attention to the whole, I guess, contractor deals as far as the state of Washington where they're they're headquartered. It, it almost seems like if there's anything that could be uh, in in the way of holding them back from, you know, constantly being able to, you know, meet their their. Uh, milestones and things like that, having it where you have to use contractors for no longer than 18 months just seems like something that they should figure out a workaround or something. Because by the time you get people, you know, acclimated with the slip space engine, now they're moving on to whatever other job, or you, you basically have to let them go and then bring them back. But at that point, most of the time, since they're not going to be hired full time, they're finding jobs elsewhere at other studios because there's always jobs available in other studios. It just may not be, you know, the, the studio that they want, but it, Hey, it's a, it's a job. So you're, if, if you're having like retention issues in that regard, training issues where you train somebody for a set amount of time, and then it comes down to, Oh, you trained them and now you have to let them go. And then you guys start the process all over again. It, it, it seems like that, needs to be fixed. I, I understand they laid off like a third of the, the, the team. Hopefully those people find a good place to land or they get somehow scooped back up in, in rehiring in some form or fashion. But whatever the case may be, if, if 343 is not going to be able to stay on top of things with the, the Halo franchise, 
open it up to other teams that may be willing to work on it within, you know, Xbox Studios or even Bethesda or, you know, after, like you said, after ABK, you know, someone like Treyarch or Infinity Ward or something along those lines. Like one of the things for me, not being a full on Halo uh, player, I'm, I'm more of the Forza player. So I'm, I'm looking at it from a little bit of a different perspective. If, if you want to get somebody like me interested that, plays division one and two non-stop like Mm -hmm. almost daily do a third person deal and it's not that you need something it doesn't have to be someone actually put in the chat does it have to be master chiefs absolutely not who who doesn't want to play as lock to find out what happened to team osiris from five that that still hasn't been just uh you know uh uncovered who doesn't want to take a chance to use buck uh, mm-hmm. In a third-person survival horror game to to to, to see a follow-up to ODST. Yeah. I mean, there are so many stories and so many characters. Yes, Master Chief is the guy, and you. I'd like to see his story continued in Infinite. But mm-hmm. as in regards to uh, you know having another team do it, t- let them tell their own story. Yeah, I I think there's just so much lore and and, and stuff that they could you know, focus on or, or continue as far as storyline throughout that Halo franchise, that it, it just seems odd that they've, they've come to this point where they've had to let people go. They're still not quite on the cadence that you would expect from a free-to-play game in yep. 2023 yep. or even 2019 for that matter. It, it, it just seems like they're, they're still playing catch-up as far as seasons and things along those lines. So at, at some point, Hopefully there's a another round table and they can figure out what teams they need to, you know, work with or or you know, any collaborations amongst, you know, other Xbox or Microsoft studios or if it needs to go to a third party outside deal like what they used to do with the uh, like the Halo Wars franchise and such. So it, something definitely has to give. I mean, you Yes, you're never going to please your entire fan base, and that goes with any franchise out there. But it, you at least need to at least listen to those that are that are kind of you know at wit's end at this point that we're looking for a continuation to the Infinite story. Because I mean, I haven't completed it. I, the only Halo I've completed is five, and from a lot of those that I know that have completed Infinite, it's like it's kind of a cliffhanger kind of thing. So. You would expect that there's going to be some sort of DLC or or expansion of that story, especially when they put out in the open that it was a 10 year, you know, it's going to be a 10 year uh, deal with Infinite, which, yes, I know other developers have done the same thing. Famously, even Bungie with, uh, you know, Destiny 1. Well, that was supposed to be 10 years. Well, it kind of was. It just took making the Destiny 2 and, you know, doing what they're doing now. But at, at some point, they got to figure out what they meant by that 10-year support, if it was just a free-to-play, or if it was that they were looking to expand on the story just in, you know, subsequent sequels or spinoffs or what have you. But at least at that point, whatever it is, they need to stick to it, get it going. And once it's at least in the works, and it looks like it's going to have a solid foundation where you're not going to have, you know, stoppages or you know, a lot of people leaving the the studio or the team, then, you know, make, put your best foot forward and make some sort of announcement or at least give a heads up. Hey, this is the direction we're going. Expect this type of content in the next couple of years. I mean, if you can't deliver it in like a normal 
two and three year cycle, let people know within that 10 years, you will see this, but by God, make sure you stick to it. But that, that's all I got. It, it just, hopefully things improve from here on out. Cause we've had a lot of bad news coming from that, that team and that studio. And hopefully now it, they've, they've, I won't say that they've hit rock bottom or anything like that, but hopefully now everything is, you know, roses and, and, you know, rainbows from here on out type of thing. Well, I, I mean, good stuff. Sorry about that. Uh, Web Dave, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Mm -hmm. get, um, uh, wh where, wh what happens now? What, where, where do we move forward with Halo Infinite? Uh, I mean, sh should should the fan base be confident? Well, you know, when it first dropped, when it first came out, you know, the, it, well, actually, when it first got delayed and people were like, oh, my goodness, you know, why is it delayed? Why, wh what's going on? Um, and then and then when it came out and the single player campaign was awesome. It was amazing with the grappling hook. A lot of people have really enjoyed it. I know I did. Loved playing it. Loved it. Um, still enjoy playing it right now. Going through it again with my son because now you can do the the co op campaign online, and so we're we're playing it from scratch. Uh, and we enjoyed the hell out of it uh, as the campaign, even though I've already played it. But I he hadn't, and um, he's like, "Let's do it on legendary." <laughs> Of course, he's carrying me through a lot of places because you know I'm not as good as him, but uh, but it's still it's I'm having a lot of fun with it. But um, you know what's the future of it now? I, I, oh man, I, obviously you know they they basically you know cut the rug and said okay cool we we we're reorganizing rethinking it let some people move back to other positions let other things go you know three four threes trying to. Um, keep everyone in, in, in the, in the perspective that they are still going to be working on. There is supposed to be some more, um, you know, seasons drop as it were. Uh, we will, we will see what they add to it. Um, uh, I just, I don't know. Uh, I, am I worried about it? I, I'm kind of like you, boom. I've kind of moved on. It's like, it's, you know, do I, do I want it to succeed? Yes. I, I love the franchise. I think it's great. Um, but but maybe it is time for them to take a take a take a little break before they come back to finish the fight. I mean, maybe their their ten year plan is to wait ten years before they actually come out with something uh, new. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. if they if if they want this to if they if they're going to continue with the free to play model, they need to do. Uh, they need to continue the work. Uh, they can't abandon the work. Uh, right. And the fact that we don't have any scheduled single player uh, content coming on the back end is a is a big problem. It's definitely a big problem. But listen, let's get our Crazy Lou Gaming's final opinion, and then we will get to the Super Chats, and then we will wrap up today's new edition of the Xbox Lunch Break special. Crazy, what, do, what are your thoughts? You've heard everyone who's had to say something about the game. What, what, what are your thoughts? Man, I mean, I, I was sitting here while you guys were talking. I was just looking at some stats because, you know, we love numbers, and we love to talk about numbers, right? So here's the thing, though. When I saw this news and I heard that they only had 130 developers working on Halo, I was like, mm -mm, that's 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 not enough people to work on such a big game like what Halo is, especially the stuff they want to do. They need to hire more people. I mean, if you look down and you see, like, for example, Destiny's Bungie, right? They started with 450. Now they have 900 people working on Destiny. Fortnite has, um, I think it has like nine, 700 or 800 people working on Fortnite. 
PUBG started with 35 and now they're at 70, right? So, but you know, PUBG is not as big as Halo. That is the truth though. Halo is, is, is such a big ma game that, that demands a lot of content, a lot of stuff. And hearing that they only have 130 developers, that's too, that's, that's just too small. They should add more people to work on it in order to get this game working. I mean, 130 people on this game is just not enough, especially with all the content. Well, they, had, they had 400 people working on the game. They had? Yeah, they had 400, oh. and they and they lost 130-plus people uh, due, due, due to the left. They lost over a third. Oh, they lost over a third? Oh, my God. I read it, I read it the wrong way then. Oh, my God. So, okay. But again... Still, four hundred people for that game is still not 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 big enough. It's still not not big enough for that. I mean, they need to add more 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 people to work on that game. Like I said, Halo is such a massive game, such a demanding game. I mean, and the and the idea they had like just to make more single player content around the whole Halo thing. And and seriously, if they don't get people to help these team out to deliver, I mean, this is where it's gonna be at. I mean, they got to get people to work on the multiplayer content to deliver all that multiplayer content and gets and hire some people that have actually worked on that. Because here's something that, I, that I, I've seen and I think this is what happened, though. They gave this team an opportunity to work on such a big game, right? But they have worked this game in this way, and, for, and this is like a new thing for them. But if you're going to give them a new thing, I mean, you got to get the, the tools to help them out to deliver on this new thing, which is something... I, I'm seeing because hey look they couldn't even do what they were supposed to do they, they like supposedly they're gonna give us like what was it a year around they're gonna give us some single player content every year wasn't it yeah um and a whole bunch of multiplayer content they have not delivered maybe they need that they need somebody who has more experience on this type of games than they do because they do not have this type of experience I mean all they have was Halo 4 Halo 5 right and they have never done a free to play game or anything like that. And never like, let me sit here and add more content, add more content. Never. Just made a game that's it, boom, it's out. Go ahead and play it. That's all they did. But now if you're going to switch yourself and work on this type of things, you really do need somebody to guide you. You really do need somebody to help you. You need, really do need somebody to show you how to deliver on this game. And if they don't have it, they're just not going to do it, not going to make it. That's the truth. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, listen, this has been a great show. Over 400 people showed up. Thank you so much for being here. Let me catch up on Super Chats. And then we'll get everyone out of here. Uh, Rain G4 uh, drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, I want a Marcus Phoenix prequel to Gears that led him going to prison. Uh, that sounds dope. I would definitely take that as a smaller project. Uh, Jesse DeBarrios drops a very generous additional $10 super chat and says, Halo has, uh, ha Halo as far as Halo is concerned, I think it's time for the Master Chief to hang up the helmet for a while and make way for gears to be the face uh it's uh, it's been handled better and i think that uh it has the potential i mean that's there's something to be said for that raiden blade who's been a channel member for over a year dropped a very generous five pound super chat and says create other storylines within halo uh uni uh the universe uh just have other teams working uh, on them but leave 343 industries on the main game remember campaign and multiplayer they have absolutely Drawn TJ drops a two dollars super chat. Says, "What about the battle royale for Halo? Yeah, that certain affinity is working on that as we speak. Hopefully, it does. It does have legs." Um, writer for Life seventy six drops a very generous ten dollars super chat and says, "I think the problem with the Master Chief is that they need to make him less robotic. 
make new Halo third person, give Master Chief a couple of specialized weapons. You can upgrade and make more, uh, make powerful and his armor. Yeah, I'd love to see it. I've been saying it for years. I'd love to see a third person uh, um, uh, Halo game. I, I don't even give, I don't even care if it's Master Chief. I would, I would just love a third person. Like just, just to, just to see it different from a different point of view. But ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for this week's new episode of the Xbox Lunch Break Special. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. This is Double Barrel Gaming, and I'm going to tell you to stick around. This week is going to be big with a lot of big news. Uh, Wednesday show is expected to show off a lot of stuff. Maybe even we'll get a, a surprise or three. I'm looking forward to that, and we'll have you covered here. Let's get to the outros. Uh, first, we'll start with our very special guest, Crispy Bomb. Sell your brand, brother. Talk about where people can find you on other podcasts, and more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Oh, man. Gentlemen, what what a great time this was. Uh, shout out to the chat. Got a little spicy after I talked. Uh, thank you for that. It makes me think you guys are, like, you know, thinking about stuff. You know, that's, that's the whole goal, man. You know, have a conversation doesn't have to be like mean or nothing like that just have a conversation but it's at chris bomb on twitter chris bomb 28 xbox live you can find me tomorrow night 7 p.m on the retro renegades we got 7 p.m wednesday on primetime gaming and of course the next podcast 8 p.m thursdays we'll see you then Thank you so much, brother. Can't wait for that. Web Dave, sell your brand, brother. Talk about the uh, the interview you dropped this morning and where can people subscribe to your YouTube channel, but more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Oh, thanks, Boom. Appreciate you having me. Uh, I always love being on here and uh, it's uh, it's it's been fun for sure. That's, that's awesome. It's uh, Outbreak Gamers, uh, at Outbreak Gamers on YouTube. Uh, the newest interview I have up is with Elaine Gomez-Sanchez. And um, she is a senior uh, game designer at Brassline Entertainment, and it is an awesome interview. She's an amazing person, and I recommend everybody go listen to that one. Yeah. Not just for me, but for but to find out more about her because she is really awesome. And um, looking forward to this week's uh, show. She got some great ones coming up, and um, I definitely would think uh, I, I would hope you continue to play your that uh, the intro was was amazing and i think you ought to play it as your outro too buddy i'm yeah. telling you right now that was great yeah good stuff thank you so much for that brother definitely appreciate the help that you do for the channel behind the scenes and uh we want to see your channel grow as well uh fuzzy belvedere sell your brand brother talk about the best place for all and everything racing on your youtube channel where can people reach out to you on social media Always fun being on here with you guys, and always fun when we have special guests like Crispy on here. But man, oh man, just glad to be a part of this, and and for uh, everyone here watching, glad to interact with you guys here and also on social media. And if you want to hear any of my ramblings on anything gaming related, just follow me on Twitter at fuzzy underscore belvedere. You can also find me on Breakfast with Boom on Friday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on this channel. And then look forward to seeing you guys next Monday afternoon on Xbox Lunch Break Special right here on this channel. Look yeah, thanks so much. Then. Yeah, thanks so much for being here, brother. And last and no way least, all the way from Aruba, Chris, uh, Crazy Lou Gaming, sell your brand, brother. Talk about the Xbox International Podcast, where they can tune in, subscribe there. But more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Well, guys, you can find me at Twitter at Crazy Louis Gaming, where I say all my good mornings and say all my cool and crazy stuff. 
Also, you guys can find me here, you know, sitting here, chilling with you guys with Fuzzy, Mr. Webday, with Mr. Boomstick at the Xbox One Tree Special. And last but not least, Xbox International Podcast. This week, we have Jedi Knight Peter over there as a guest. We're going to have a fun time with Silent Side for the Big Boom and Sour Glow at 7 p.m. ET. Nice, brother. Looking forward to that show as well. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for all the super chats that have come in. We super appreciate them. They help the channel more than you could possibly know. And obviously, they help fund the big giveaways. And we do have a couple of them. One that was announced and the others we will announce in time. Uh, And of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it will be important to you. That's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Lunch Break Special.